This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 25th of August. In your squiz today, a whistleblower on Twitter... A Royal Commission is announced into robo-debt. Daniel Ricardo and McLaren part ways. And wine you shouldn't drink. This is your Squiz Today. Twitter's former head of security has filed a whistleblower complaint with US officials saying that the company misled regulators and has been negligent in stopping the spread of disinformation. There are now calls for an investigation into claims of poor cybersecurity defences and the amount of fake accounts on the platform. The revelations could create huge legal and financial problems for Twitter. They are, of course, currently trying to force billionaire Elon Musk to go through with the deal to buy the company. Yeah, that's right, of course, just to revisit that for a second. Uh, Elon Musk is still on the hook to buy Twitter for $64 billion. He's trying to get out of that deal on the basis that the company hasn't been upfront about the number of spam and automated accounts. Uh, And in his complaint, Peter Zacko, who was the former security chief at Twitter, uh, said that that is the case, that they haven't really got their arms around exactly how many bot accounts accounts are on the platform. And he also said that that's the case because if they did drill down into that, it could harm the company's value and image. So if that is actually the case and there's a bit of a way to go before that is proven, uh, what legal experts say is that it could be the smoking gun that Elon Musk needs to get out of the deal. There's a trial scheduled to start in October on that one. Coming back to the whistleblower, Claire, Peter Zatko, if you're wondering if there's a connection to Elon Musk amidst all of this, he says he doesn't know him. He is an interesting guy, though. He is. He's best known by his hacker handle, Mudge. He's been around for a long time. He first gained prominence in the 1990s. Uh, He was credited with inventing a really groundbreaking tool to crack passwords. Uh, And then he sort of crossed over to the good guys (laughs) and he became a consultant and worked with the Pentagon in the Defence Advanced Research Agency, which is quite a thing in the industry. Uh, He also worked at Google and he was brought across to Twitter by then CEO Jack Dorsey in late 2020. And that came after hackers broke into accounts uh, at Twitter of world leaders and celebrities and tech moguls. It was quite a big thing at that time. But what Zatko says is that uh, once he got there and started to raise his hand about the problems that he could see, he was shut down. And at the start of this year, he was sacked. Yeah, Twitter says he was fired for ineffective leadership and poor performance. They've also called his complaint a false narrative, saying it's riddled with inconsistencies and inaccuracies and lacks important context. Won't be the last we hear about this one. 
The big news in Australian politics today is likely to be the official announcement from Prime Minister Anthony Albanese of a royal commission into the robo-debt scheme. What's this one about, Claire? So robo-debt, just to refresh memories, was that Centrelink program that unlawfully automated debt. It was a debt recovery scheme. Uh, What would happen is this algorithm would get into people's records uh, and then it would generate thousands of inaccurate debt notices. Those went to 381,000 welfare recipients between 2015 and 2019. It was brought to an end in 2019 and then back at the end of 2020 there was a settlement of 1.2 billion dollars that was brought in a class action uh, the Morrison government also before that agreed to pay back uh, 721 million dollars uh, to people who were wrongly pursued for payment it was a really big thing a couple of years ago and there's been lots said about the harm that it actually caused those people who were pursued for debt we'll find out some more details today, but reports this morning say that the inquiry will take a look at who was responsible for the scheme, the advice the Morrison government got on it, and as you say, the harm that was caused to victims. Before we move away from Australian politics, Claire, our new Shortcuts episode is out today. If you've been wanting a quick explainer on what's been going on with the revelation around Morrison's additional secret ministries, this is the one to listen to. Yeah, so there's a bit of groundwork to lay on that, which is exactly what sort of powers do ministers have and how do you even get to be a minister Mm. and how that works with the prime minister's responsibilities. So we unpack all of that and get into exactly what has gone down and what's been said about what Morrison did. Just search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app to get that one in your ears. Supermarket giant Coles says that the higher cost of living is starting to bite, with around 20% of its customers cutting back spending. This comes as they reported a 4.3% increase in profits to $1.05 billion. How the supermarket retailers are travelling is always a really interesting way to see what's happening uh, with the economy and with us just general shoppers uh, in our lives. It's a really good sort of weather vane on that. What Cole said was that its profit for the last financial was pretty good and in some part that was because of those extended lockdowns that we had towards the end of last year. Uh, Of course, with more Australians at home cooking and cleaning and living and snacking and doing everything, the supermarkets did pretty well out of that. Uh, But where we're at at the moment, uh, what Stephen Kane, who is the boss at Cole, said is that shoppers are buying fewer or cheaper products, that there's been a shift uh, within the store. And one of the items he called out were the $1 pasta packs, uh, also canned and frozen fruit and veg. So uh, there's a bit of a change. We'll hear what Woolworths has to say today. Both Coles and Woolies do plan to freeze the prices of some products in the light of inflation and the increased cost of living. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN 
sbs.com.au.vpn.com forward slash squiz today. In some big sports news, it's been announced that F1 driver Daniel Ricciardo will be leaving McLaren at the end of the season. There's been a bit of speculation on it lately, but now it is confirmed. Yeah, there sure has been speculation and Daniel Ricciardo has taken to his social media to confirm that his contract has been cut short by a year. He says that it's bittersweet because he's got many happy memories from his time uh, with McLaren, but over the past couple of seasons, he's really struggled for form. Uh, He's moving on. He doesn't quite know where. There's a couple of seats open with a couple of other teams, uh, so we'll need to see where he lands. There'll be fast and furious negotiations for that. As for that seat with McLaren that Ricardo vacates, it's been widely speculated that that will be taken up by another Aussie. That's Oscar Piastri. Plenty going on. The season picks back up this Sunday with the Belgium Grand Prix. Should be all set with a bit of small talk for that one. Now, a doppelganger is someone that looks just like you, despite being completely unrelated. A new study is showing that despite being unrelated, chances are you actually share some of the same genes. Pretty interesting stuff, Claire. Yeah, and this comes from a research from Spain. They took 32 pairs of doppelgangers, which is quite weird in and of itself (laughs) to have 64 people who weren't related but looked exactly like each other. Uh, And what they did is they did some testing uh, against that sort of profile that came from identical twins. And what it said is that very uncannily, the doppelgangers were more likely to share similarities when it came to weight and height and education, uh, things like allergies and habits, um, left and right handedness. Um, really interesting traits that apparently we do share uh, with that person out there in the world who looks just like us. Researchers aren't sure why these similarities are the case, but suggest that there could be a link between facial features and behavioural patterns. So all pretty interesting. Now, Italy is pretty famous for its wines and its rolling vineyards. One winemaker there who reckons he has the smallest vineyard in the world is charging a pretty big price for his goods, Claire. He also doesn't really want you to drink it. No, and Tullio Massoni is his name. I suspect not drinking it has to maybe do with the quality of the wine (laughs) from his vineyard, which is on the roof of his home. Uh, From that vineyard, he's only able to make 28 bottles of wine. (laughs) in a season Uh, and that's why he says it's the most exclusive wine in the world and he's charging $7,200 a bottle for it. Uh, He says it's more of a conversation piece, not something (laughs) to actually quaff as you're sitting down to dinner. He says his wine is a form of artistic expression, a philosophical provocation uh, and that they should be treated like artworks. (laughs) Squiz the day, Claire, what are you taking note of today? The AFLW uh, kicks off tonight, so that's Carlton and Collingwood. They go head-to-head at 7.10 tonight. It's also the anniversary of English woman Alicia Thornton becoming the first female jockey back in 1804, so a bit of women's sports today. It is also Daffodil Day, which raises money for the Cancer Council today. That's all from us. Have a good Thursday, and we will be back with you tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. 
Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SquizKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women. And together, honour their legacies.